Strategies for Enhancement in Food Production With ever-increasing population of the world, enhancement of food production is a major necessity. Biological principles as applied to animal husbandry and plant breeding have a major role in our efforts to increase food production. Okay, principles as applied to animal husbandry and plant breeding major roles in our efforts to increase uh, food production. Several new techniques like embryo transfer technology and tissue culture techniques. Embryo transfer technology and tissue culture techniques are going to play a pivotal role in further enhancing food production. Animal husbandry. Animal husbandry is the agricultural practice of breeding and raising livestock. As such, it is a vital skill for farmers and is as much science as it is art. Animal husbandry deals with the care and breeding of livestock like buffaloes, cows, pig, horses, cattle, sheep, camels, bull. I assume you can remember this because there's etc. So you can say as many as you want. That are useful to humans. Extended, it includes poultry farming and fishery. Okay, fisheries include rearing, catching, and selling, etc. of fishes, mollusks, and crustaceans. That is prawns and crabs. Okay, fishery. This definition is important because it says fishery. Then there'll be something else in front. Okay, fishery is rearing, catching, selling of fish, mollusks. That is shellfish and crustaceans. That is prawns, crabs. Since time immemorial, animals like bees, silkworms, prawns, crabs, fishes, birds, pigs, etc., cattle, sheep, and camel have been used by humans for products like milk eggs, meat, wool, silk, honey, etc. It is estimated that more than 70% of the world livestock population is in India and China. Okay, more than 70% of the world livestock population is in India and China. However, it is surprising to note that the contribution to the world farm produce is only 25%. That is, the productivity per unit is very low. Hence, in addition, to conventional practices of animal breeding and care, newer technologies also have to be applied to achieve improvement in quality and productivity. Okay, in addition to conventional practices of animal breeding and care, newer technologies also have to be applied to achieve improvement in quality and productivity. So, world livestock population more than seventy percent is in India and China, but the contribution to the world farm produce, okay. It's only um, 25%. Contribution to the world farm produce is only 25%. Management of farms and farm animals. A professional approach to what have been uh, traditional practices of farming, uh, farm management gives a much needed boost to our food production. A professional approach to what have been traditional farm, okay, professional approach to traditional practices. Okay, they have given a much needed boost to our food production. Let us discuss some of the management procedures employed in various animal farm systems okay so management of farms and farm animals is what we're doing first we come to dairy farm management dairy cows buffaloes all that yeah dairying is the management of animals for milk and its products for human consumption can you list the animals that you would expect to find in a dairy what are the different kinds of products that can be made with milk from a dairy farm in dairy farm management, we deal with processes and systems that increase yield and improve quality of milk. Milk yield is primarily dependent on the quality of breed in the farm. Okay, Processes and systems that increase the yield 
and improve the quality of the milk so every other thing from the dairy farm it comes from the milk only so milk is of primary importance okay milk yield is primarily dependent on the quality of the breed in the farm selection of good breeds having high yielding potential under the climatic condition of the area and the selection of good breeds having high yielding potential under the climatic conditions of the area combined with uh, resistance to diseases is very important for the yield potential to be realistic uh, sorry for the yield potential to be realized the cattle have to be well looked after they have to be housed uh, well should have adequate water and be maintained disease free the feeding of the cattle should be carried out in a scientific manner okay this is important now it's sh- feeding should be carried out in a scientific manner with special emphasis on quality and quantity of the fodder okay why is there not a closing bracket okay so besides stringent cleanliness and hygiene both of the cattle and the handlers are of paramount importance while milking okay while milking meaning cutting the milk okay uh, while milking storage and transport of the milk and its products nowadays of course much of these processes have become mechanized which reduces chances of direct contact of the produce with the handler ensuring these stringent methods would of course require regular inspections with proper record keeping it will also help to identify and rectify the problems as early as possible regular visits by veterinarian doctor would be mandatory okay so feeding of cattle um scientific manner quality quantity um all this is done by machine hygiene cleanliness inspection record keeping veterinary doctor which is mandatory you would probably find it interesting if you were to prepare a questionnaire on diverse aspects of dairy keeping and then follow it up with a visit to dairy farm in your local and see answers to get the quiz to yeah a poultry farm management is what we come to next but before that let's read the side thing buffaloes is better than cows it gives three times the milk yield that is given by cows and the milk has high fat content and disease resistivity is also more and longevity is also more then selection of breed uh, housing feed that's important and cow milk producing is known as milch and there are varieties like boss indica uh, gir sahiwal red sindhi dioni okay buffalo uh, bullock working on it's the drought animal okay the names are uh, the scientific name is what ah the scientific name is boss indica and this one scientific name is bubalus bubalus okay uh breeds are uh, mura surti mehsana jafrabadi okay foreign exotic and jersey which is jersey english channel fauna jersey in english channel holstein is uh, frisian holland what is this ayrshire 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 okay it's from scotland and brown swiss is from switzerland of course uh, diseases contracted by them are ba- uh, bacterial diseases which are anthrax and mastitis mastitis okay viral uh, rinderpest and ca- or cattle plague viral rinderpest or cattle plague or meaning e- yeah you know what it means um poultry farm management now oh sorry wait improved breed of cattle and chickens is jersey and 
chicken as leghorn okay poultry farm management poultry is the class of domesticated fowls that is birds used for food or for their eggs they typically include chickens ducks and sometimes turkey and geese the word poultry poultry is often used to refer to the meat of only those birds but in a more general sense it may refer to the meat of other birds too as in dairy farming selection of disease free and suitable breeds proper and safe farm conditions proper feed and water and hygiene and health care are important components of poultry farm management you may have said, uh, seen tv news or read newspaper reports about the bird flu virus which has created a scare in the country and drastically affected eggs and chicken consumption uh, find out more about it and discuss um, whether the panic reaction was justified how can we prevent the spread of the flu in case some chickens are infected okay so i have done my research on this and it basically it's basically okay bird flu is avian influenza that is caused by h5n1 influenza virus that was started in thailand h5n1 okay thailand in 2003 raw meat or eggs were affect uh, would affect human and reservoir was migratory birds and affected chicken they were culled that is they were mass killed okay now other bacterial diseases are fowl cholera viral araniquette that is new cattle uh, newcastle disease raniquette raniquette has a castle in it uh, over it okay that's how you are supposed to remember then there's bird flu and then there's foul pow and i think that's important okay a seal is uh, a breed that is used in cockfighting and leghorn is um, layers what is layers okay you know okay broilers are meat that is fly mouth okay broilers are the uh, chickens that are used as meat and layers are the ones that are used as Egg for egg production, okay? That's the one that is um, in which leghorn is used. Okay, leghorn is the improved breed of chickens. You just read it, right? So that one is used in egg production, okay? White leghorn is the one. And um, broilers is the example of the plymouth rock. Okay, so then there's culling, which is mass killing of fowl. You know that. Uh, improve. Improve growth rate. Increased production of milk, meat, egg, wool, high resistance to disease, high longevity or reproduction rate. Okay, that's what uh, we want to... <gasps> Shit. Okay, this was the part of animal breeding. So, what are the uh, things we want to obtain out of doing it? Okay, first is improve the growth rate. Then is increase the production of milk, meat, eggs, wool and increase resistance to diseases and increase longevity or reproduction rate increase longevity or the reproduction rate yeah both things okay so animal breeding is next breeding of animals is an important aspect of animal husbandry Animal breeding aims at increasing the yield of animals and improving the desirable qualities of the produce. Increasing the yield of animal, improving the desirable uh, qualities of the produce. Okay. For what kind of characters would we breed animals? Would this selection of characters differ with the choice of animals? Okay, so all those, uh, read it again. Improve growth rate, 
increased produce of milk meat eggs wool increased resistance to the disease increased longevity and increased uh, reproduction rate okay next what do we understand by the term breed a group of animals related by descent and similar in most characters like general appearance features size configuration etc are said to belong to a breed okay now this is not what a species means <laughs> literally breed is like a descent descent is what you're going to relate a breed with find out the names of some common breeds of cattle and poultry in the farms of the area okay so this is where ncrd puts a hint that we must know some names okay when breeding is between animals of the same breed it is called inbreeding while cross between different breeds are called outbreeding inbreeding uh, refers to the meeting of more closely related individuals within the same breed okay this is what i don't want to do ever right Inbreeding refers to the mating of more closely related individuals within the same breed for four to six generation. The breeding strategy is as follows: superior males and superior females of the same breed are identified and mated in pairs. Okay, the progeny obtained from such matings are evaluated, and superior males and females among them are identified for further mating. Be what? Read it again. Inbreeding inbreeding refers to the mating of more closely related individuals within the same breed for four to six generations. Okay, close uh, the ones that are closely related for um, six uh, to four, uh, four to six generations. The breeding strategy is as follows: superior males and superior females of the same mate, uh, breed are in- identified and mated in pairs. Okay. So basically, uh, so the ending totals are four to six generations of same um, family nessa, correct? That's ikat prudansa. Tenka mate karo, okay? And within them, like the superior male and the female should be of sorry, the male and the female should be superior. Okay, you should like their qualities. The progeny obtained from such a mating are evaluated, and superior males and females among them are identified for further mating. Okay. A superior female in case of a cattle is a cow or buffalo that produces more milk per lactation. On the other hand, a superior male is a oh that was a female. This is a superior male is a bull which gives rise to see yeah, cow cow and buffalo there, female, and bull is yeah. Um the one that gives rise to superior progeny as compared to those of other males okay try to recollect the homozygous pure lines developed by mendel as discussed in chapter 5 okay so see they didn't do inbreeding kartali right so hanga inbreeding karab ani the good character is segregated as the superior okay a similar strategy is used for developing pure lines in cattle as was used in case of peas Okay, inbreeding increases homozygosity. Okay, this is so easy to remember now that the example of Mendel is given. So, inbreeding it increases homozygosity. Thus, inbreeding is necessary if we want to evolve a pure line in any animal. Okay, pure line karbahati inbreeding important sir, and it increases homozygosity. Homo, homo, important. Homo, homo what? Homo of the character that we need. Okay. 
inbreeding exposes harmful recessive genes okay okay so these are the negative parts inbreeding it exposes the harmful recessive genes that are eliminated by selection it helps in accumulation of superior genes and elimination of the less desirable gene therefore this approach where there is selection at each step okay at the each step i just select karta was superior was superior nitash okay it also helps in accumulation of superior genes and elimination <coughs> of less desirable gene okay therefore this approach where there is selection at each step increases the productivity of inbred inbred population it increases the productivity of the inbred population okay <coughs> it exposes the harmful recessive genes but it also accumulates the superior genes okay and eliminates the less desirable genes um however continued uh, inbreeding especially close inbreeding usually reduces fertility and even productivity okay third close asumzaina and third continuous inbreeding asumzaina this is called inbreeding depression okay what causes inbreeding depression a continued inbreeding and close inbreeding done I got it so well. Shit. Whenever this becomes a problem, selected animals of the breed. Okay, <coughs> whenever this becomes a problem, the selected animal of this breed during population should be mated with unrelated superior animals of the same breed. This usually helps restore fertility. Okay, it outcross culture, outbreed culture at time. Okay, selected animal of the breed population should be mated with unrelated superior animal. Unrelated animal, superior animal, so that of the same breed. Oh, this inbreeding only shit, shit, shit. Okay, selected animal of the breeding population should be mated with an unrelated, जो लाम तो कहीं तो जिस दिन आ, unrelated superior animal of the same breed. Okay, same breed. Remember, it is the same descent. Okay, descent. This usually helps restore fertility and yield. Outbreeding is what we come to next. Inbreeding जाले outbreeding ना, okay? Inbreeding ना फक्त inbreeding होता सा. Outbreeding ना, outbreeding ना outcross होता सा. Crossbreeding ना साने interspecific, interspecific hybridization होता सा. So outbreeding is outbreeding is the breeding of the unrelated animals which may be unrelated animal which may be between individual of the same breed, unrelated same breed. Having no common ancestors for four point five, four to four, uh, six generations. Okay, this is outcrossing. Also, a single outcross is what we need there. Okay, in the top one. But there, it is not mentioned that there should be four to six generation gap. Okay, so first one is outcrossing, or it can be between different breeds. That is cross breeding, two breeds. Or different species, that is interspecific hybridization. Oh, I never knew about this shit. I mean, I knew, but I never paid attention. Wow. Okay, outcrossing. This is the practice of mating of animals within the same breed, mm-hmm. but having no common ancestors on either side of the pedigree for up to four to six generations. The offspring of such mating is known as an outcross. It is the best breeding method for animals that are below average in productivity. Okay, now this is important. It is the best. Uh, breeding method for animals that are below average in productivity, that is, uh, in milk production, growth rate in beef cattle, etc. A single outcross often helps to overcome inbreeding depression. Okay, so that is the same thing. Okay, the last thing that was used there is an one outcross. Let me write it there. Okay, 
okay so um, whatever uh, helps in breeding depression i mean whatever um, overcome helps overcome in breeding depression is outcross itself a single outcross remember that okay so outbreed consists of outcrossing which is this one which uh, has mating of animals within the same breed but having no common ancestors in either side of the progeny for up to 4 to 6 generations that is one then is cross breeding that we are coming to next okay oh it looks so pretty my book is so pretty actually i was um okay but i tore at the end sorry though uh cross breeding in this method superior males of one breed are mated with superior females of another breed so superior is hungai male and female and two different breeds should be present je related as hunaka like cross breeding is literally um you know in the normal marriages that happen we cross breeding oh we are cross breeding ha huh? okay in this method superior males of one breed are mated with superior females okay superior or not is not specified here but yeah i mean in shadis but yeah here there are superior males and superior females of other breed cross breeding allows the desirable qualities of two different breeds to be combined okay cross breeding it allows the desirable qualities of two different breeds to be combined the progeny hybrid animal may themselves be used for commercial production it allows the desirable qualities of two different breeds to be combined okay desirable qualities two different breeds to be combined there it was wrong the inbreeding thing was wrong totally wrong that doesn't that shouldn't happen in chinese the progeny hybrid animals may themselves be used for commercial production okay the progeny hybrid animals yeah progeny hybrid animals let me underline it okay can be used for commercial production alternatively they may be subjected to some form of inbreeding and selection to develop new stable breeds that may be superior to the existing breeds not important basically many new animal breeds have been developed by this approach hisardale oh okay hisardale is a sahiwal cows is that the same thing no hisardale is a new uh, breed of sheep developed in punjab by crossing bikaneri ewes and marino rams hisardale is a sheep Bikaneri ewes and Marino rams ewes is female, yeah. Okay, female sheep and Marino rams is male sheep. Okay, uh, gives his a deal in Punjab. Okay, now read through that also. What is that? Oh no no no! Don't read it now. It's not crossbreeding. Okay, so interspecific hybridization is next. In this method, male and female animals of two different related species. Okay, they should be related very long time back, and they have now. Like split into different species, kind of. So two different related species are mated, and some like you can't, uh, you can't mate a human and an insect. That's what it means, basically. Okay, are mated. In some cases, the progeny may combine desirable features of both parents and may be of considerable economic value. That is the mule. Okay, I don't know. Maybe the strength of I don't know whatever. Um, yeah, the mule. Do you know what cross leads to the production of mule? Okay, and the mule is sterile. Okay, whatever is formed by an interspecific hybridization is sterile. Mule is female horse. Uh, how did Nikki tell you to remember DM, right? So mule is um, donkey male. Okay, so female horse and male donkey. Whereas a hemi is a uh, is a what? Female donkey and a male ho- horse. Yeah. ओके ना लाइगर कश संगा लाइगर तो पैली तो मेल ओके सो लाइगर तो लायन इज द मेल एंड फिमेल इज टाइगर एंड टाइगॉन 
is male is tiger and lion is female of course okay controlled breeding experiments okay this is where this is where all mot and all that come moit moit i think i'm going to put beekeeping in the next one um yeah that would be fine i'll put the next i keep put beekeeping and fisheries in the next one i shouldn't be babbling like this stop uh, controlled breeding experiments are carried out using artificial insemination okay ai ai okay uh controlled breeding experiments they're carried out by using artificial insemination the semen is collected from the male that is chosen as a parent and injected into the reproductive tract of the selected female the semen there and this is semen by the breeders the semen may be used immediately or can be frozen and used at a later date it can also be transported in a frozen form to where the female is housed in this way desirable uh, wow that's that's a good thing in this way desired mating are carried desirable matings are carried artificial insemination helps us overcome several problems of uh, normal mating can you discuss and list some of them Can you discuss and list some of them what overcome several problems of normal mating? Um I don't know the normal so I don't know the problems of normal mating. <laughs> okay. Maybe the one that are required don't actually fall in love. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Often the success rate of cross uh, crossing mature male and female animals is fairly low. Often the success rate of crossing mature male and female animals is fairly low even though artificial insemination is carried out. I don't know why. To improve chances of success full production of hybrids, other means are also used. Improve chances of successful production of hybrids. Other means are also used. Multiple ovulation and embryo transfer technology. Okay, I just got ten stuff. Often the success rate of crossing mature male and female animals is fairly low even though the artificial insemination is carried out. To improve chances of successful production of hybrids, Other means are also used that is like multiple ovulation embryo transfer technology multiple ovulation embryo transfer technology is one such program for herd improvement in this method a cow is administered hormones with fsh like activity okay a cow is administered with hormones uh, with fsh like activity to induce follicular maturation and superovulation that is stored uh, his opposite and so uh, i mean instead of one egg which they normally yield per cycle they produce 6 to 8 eggs the animal is either uh, mated with an elite bull okay it's mated with an elite bull <coughs> or artificially inseminated okay 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 see so, yeah the fertilization takes place within the uh, one that has uh, been uh, administered with hormones okay fertilization takes place within them only so it is mated with an elite bull elite bull it looks, it looks so disgusting you know and or artificially inseminated okay the fertilized eggs are 8 to um, okay the fertilized the fertilization takes place within them and then the fertilized eggs at the 8 to 32 cycles uh, i mean cell stage are recovered non surgically with the hand or something i don't know and transferred to surrogate mother 
your genetic mother is available for another round of superovulation so superovulation takes place twice within it okay the cut out any put them into somebody else this technology has been demonstrated that's so rude that's so crude the technology has been demonstrated for cattle sheep rabbit buffaloes mares mares are basically i don't know what's mare just look up okay so a mare is a basic, basically an adult female horse okay good cattle sheep rabbit buffaloes what was that what the heck is the problem why couldn't they write just horses what the heck mm, cattle sheep rabbits buffaloes mares okay high milk yielding breeds of female and high quality lean meat with less lipid oh wow wow wow, wow. this is important i guess okay meat the meat that they want is um lean meat with less lipid okay meat yielding bulls have been Bulls have been bred successfully to increase herd size in a short time. Okay, so high milk yielding breeds of females and high quality lean meat with less lipid meat yielding bulls have been bred successfully to increase herd size in a short time. Okay, so two rounds of superovulation um, are to be taken place in the mother. Uh, yeah, the mother which is um, administered with FSH-like activity. Maybe they don't uh, need to. administered again that's why okay i'm done i'm going to the next one bye beekeeping beekeeping or apiculture is the maintenance of hives of honeybees for the production of honey it has been an age old cotton industry that's a key term age old cotton industry honey is a food of high nutritive value and also finds use in the indigenous system of medicine okay indigenous system of medicine honey bee also produces bee wax which finds many uses in um, in the industry such as in the preparation of cosmetics okay bee wax in cosmetics polishes of various kinds okay The increased amount of honey has led to the large scale bee keeping practice. It has become an established income gather, uh, generating industry. It's a established income generating industry whether practiced on a small scale or a large scale. Either on a small scale or large scale both it's um income generating because of the high um demand for it, okay? Not labor intensive and Indian one is known as Apis indica, Indian breed of um, honey bee, I guess. Okay, beekeeping can apis indica, apis indica, apis indica. Okay, and it's uh, not labor intensive. Beekeeping can be practiced in any area where there are sufficient bee pastures of some wild shrubs. Okay, all you need is bee pastures of some wild shrubs, fruit orchards, and cultivated crops. So wild shrubs, fruit orchards, orchards. I don't know how it's pronounced. orchards and cultivated crops there are several uh, species of honey bees which can be reared of the most common species apis indica um, is the one it's the one that is reared in india of uh, these the most common species is apis indica beehive can be kept in one's courtyard on the veranda of the house or even on the roof okay be uh, courtyard veranda even on the roof beekeeping is not labor intensive at all then uh, beekeeping uh though uh, though relatively easy does not does require some specialized knowledge okay specialized knowledge is a must and there are several organizations that can um uh, that uh, teach beekeeping okay the following points are important for successful beekeeping 
देर फाइव पॉइंट्स नॉलेज ऑफ द नेचर एंड हैबिट ऑफ बीज नॉलेज ऑफ द नेचर एंड हैबिट ऑफ बीज सिलेक्शन ऑफ सुटेबल लोकेशन फॉर बी फॉर कीपिंग द बी हाइव ओके दन लाइव रेड वो वाइल्ड श्रब्स फ्रूट औकाट एंड कल्टिवेटेड क्रॉप्स ओके कैचिंग एंड हाइविंग ऑफ स्वॉर्म ओके दर इज अ ग्रुप ऑफ बीज मैनेजमेंट ऑफ बी हाइव ड्यूरिंग डिफरेंट सीजन्स and handling and collection of honey and of bee wax bees are pollinators of many uh, of many of our crop species such as sunflower brassica apple and pear oh this is important shit okay brassica mustard comes in brassica sunflower brassica apple pear sunflower brassica apple pear keeping bee hives in crop fields during flowering period increases the pollination efficiency and improves uh, okay <laughs> in harisha okay so wow i did this in 3 minutes okay increases pollination efficiency and improves the yield beneficial both from the point of view of crop yield and honey yield okay wait what increases pollination efficiency and improves the yield okay so it's beneficial from the point of view of both crop yield because more pollination and honey yield okay because more flowers and yeah i mean yeah because it gets flowers and gets honey and yeah all that, all that juicy all that good stuff <laughs> okay brassica is mustard remember that okay fisheries fisheries the definition that you read back then is that uh, fisheries include rearing catching selling etc of fish mollusks that is shellfish and crustaceans that is prawns crabs etc okay have we come to fisheries fishery is an industry devoted to the catching processing or selling of fish shellfish or other aquatic animals okay this is what the definition back they said okay fish shellfish and crustaceans and all that a large number of a population is dependent on fish of course go on fish products and other aquatic animals such as prawns crabs lobsters these are the other uh, aquatic products okay prawns crabs and lobsters and edible oysters also prawns crabs lobsters edible oysters shellfish for food some of the freshwater fishes which are very common include katla rohu uh yeah those are the ones given in the ncert katla and rohu and common carp also okay uh, katla rohu common carp okay mujhe gharche kashe koi freshwater freshwater is gharche okay so the, they are local names like katla rohu common carp and uh, some of the marine fishes that are eaten include marine fishes is like worldwide okay so hilsa sardines mackerel mackerel and pomfret find out what fishes are commonly eaten in your area okay so freshwater are katla rohu mrigal and common carp uh, marine are hilsa sardines mackerel mackerel and pomfret okay blue revolution was started by dr hiralal and dr arun okay cod liver oil has vitamin a and vitamin d pisciculture is only fish and aquaculture is aquatic plants as well as animals and fisheries include a uh, everything i need to write that down wait a minute okay
what did I do? Shit, I should read that again, okay? Fisheries include fish, shellfish, and crustaceans. Pisciculture includes only fish, and aquatic uh, aquaculture includes aquatic plants as well as aquatic fish. Okay, fisheries is every other um, aquatic animal. Pisciculture is only fish, and aquaculture is generalized aquatic plants as well as aquatic animals. Fisheries has an important place in Indian economy. It provides income and employment to millions of fishermen and farmers, particularly in the coastal areas. For many, it is the only source of their livelihood. In order to meet the increasing demands of fisheries, different techniques have been employed to increase production. For example, through aquaculture and pisciculture, we have been able to increase the production of aquatic plants and animals. Um, okay, aquaculture is... Okay, sorry. I read it on the Akash book, okay, it's alright. Okay, both freshwater and marine... Huh, okay. Animals and plants, both freshwater and marine. Find out the difference between pisciculture and agriculture, aquaculture. Okay, that's 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 what I told you just now, see? Aquaculture is aquatic plants and aquatic animals, both. Pisciculture is only fish, okay? This has led to the development and flourishing of the fishery industry, okay? And... Uh, it has brought a lot of income to the farmers in particular and the country in general. Okay, in particular the farmers and the country in general. We now talk about blue revolution as being implemented. We now talk about blue revolution as being implemented along the same line as green revolution. Okay, that was started by Dr. Hiralal and Dr. Arun. We're done. Yes. Single cell protein (SCP) conventional agricultural production of cereals, pulses, vegetables, fruits, etc. may not be able to meet the demand of food at the rate at which human and animal population is increasing. The shift from grain to meat diet also creates more demand for cereals, as it takes. With a shift from grain to meat diet also creates more demand for cereals, as it takes. Ah, oh, okay, okay, meat also eats, right? Uh, okay. It takes 3 to 10 kg of grain to produce 1 kg of meat by animal farming. Can you explain the statement in the light of your knowledge of food chain? Um, no. Um, more than 25% of human population is suffering from hunger and malnutrition. Okay, so more than 25% of human population is suffering from hunger and malnutrition. One of the alternate uh, source of proteins for animals and human nutrition is single-cell protein. Single-cell protein, okay, alternate source of protein for animals and human nutrition. I didn't know this. I didn't know this even though I'm doing this for the second time. Okay, one of the alternate source of protein for animals and human nutrition. Okay, single-cell protein. Microbes are being grown on an industrial scale as a source of good protein. Microbes are being grown on an industrial scale as a source of good protein. Microbes like spirulina, okay, this is the one. Uh, microbes like spirulina can be grown easily on materials like waste water from potato processing plants that contain starch, okay, straw, then molasses, um, animal manure, and even seaweed. Okay, so um, spirulina can be grown easily on materials like waste water. Okay, this is important. Okay, waste water from uh, potato processing plants that contain starch, straw, molasses, animal manure, and even sewage to produce large quantities and can serve as food rich in protein, mineral, fat, carbohydrate, and vitamin. Why is this all so important, huh? <laughs> 
okay so basically i gotta mark this by these are protein mineral fats carbohydrates and vitamins incidentally such utilization also reduces environmental produce uh, pollution okay such a good thing such a good thing okay so it reduces environmental pollution it has been uh, calculated that 250 uh, kg cow with a 250 kg of cow produces 200 grams of protein per day in the same period like one day uh, 250 kg of microorganisms like methyl phyllis Methylophilus. Why is this so important? Oh, Methylo. See, yeah, I'll just break it down. Methylophilus. Methylotropus. Okay, it's one. So, Methylophilus. Methylotropus. Uh, because of its high rate of biomass production and growth, can be expected to produce 250 tons of protein. Okay. The fact that mushrooms are eaten by many people and large-scale mushroom culture is a growing industry makes it believable that microbes too would become acceptable as, as food. Oh yeah, right? The fact that mushrooms are eaten by many people and large-scale mushroom culture, okay, mushroom is basically a microbe, like not a microbe basically, but it's something that grows on dead, I mean, waste, right? So yeah. Uh, large scale mushroom culture is a growing industry makes it believable that microbes too would become acceptable as food okay so then uh, also read the side thing what is that ah. multicellular uh, is yeah this is multicellular okay chlorella which is a space algae it's an algae okay whereas spirulina it belongs to a monerin family and it is um, is used as space food and it belongs to single cell protein okay and that is unicellular therefore single cell on oh, same thing you know just be playing by now okay it's a space food and this is a space algae multicellular unicellular chlorella and spirulina okay tissue culture which is micro propagation as traditional breeding techniques fail okay tissue culture is micro propagation okay something micro that propagates wow okay <laughs> i'm literally gonna do this like break every word and study as i go to medical okay as traditional breeding techniques fail to keep pace with demand and uh, to provide sufficiently fast and efficient systems for crop improvement other techno- technologies called tissue culture got developed okay traditional techniques they fail to keep pace with demand and to provide sufficiently fast and efficient systems for crop improvement another technology tissue culture got developed what does tissue culture mean it was learned by scientists during 1950s this is important that whole plant could be regenerated from explant that is a part okay so explant is basically uh, any part of a plant taken out and grown in a test tube it should have totipotent cells okay under sterile condition in special nutrient medium so sterile condition is important and special medium special nutrient medium is important you've done a whole project on this okay sterile conditions and special nutrient medium this capacity to generate a whole plant from any cell or explant okay a cell or explant is called totipotency with a totipotent cell has a potency see so the cell or the explant it has uh, totipotent cells which have the potency to grow also totipotency you will learn how to accomplish this in higher classes it is important to stress here that the nutrient medium must provide a carbon source such as sucrose and also inorganic salts vitamins amino acids and growth regulators like auxins cytokinins etc wow this is so important i didn't even mark it in red i'm so stupid these are nutrient medium 
um, should uh, must provide a carbon source carbon source is sucrose and also inorganic salts vitamins amino acids and growth regulators growth regulators mainly auxins and cytokines okay not the repressing ones explant uh, is totipotent it uh, is dedifferentiated it causes dedifferentiation like it's formed and then it's against again starts differentiating okay dedifferentiation okay calyx is an un, uh, undifferentiated mass of cells calyx is undifferentiated mass of cells okay and what explant is dedifferentiate i don't know what what is dedifferentiation like to differentiate that galosta panto parat पैलीच्या फेजा होता आणि मग डिफरन्शिएट जावपाचे कॅरेक्टर घेऊन येतात मे बी दॅट्स वॉट इट मीन्स ओके टिश्यू मायक्रो प्रॉपगेशन वायरस फिली प्लांट अँड सोमॅटिक हायब्रिडायझेशन दीज आर द थ्री थिंग्स आर वी गोन लर्न ओके डाऊन युअर या सो ऑल आर इज रन बाय ॲप्लिकेशन ऑफ दीज मेथड्स इट इज पॉसिबल टू अचीव्ह प्रॉपगेशन ऑफ अ लार्ज नंबर ऑफ प्लांट्स इन व्हेरी शॉर्ट ड्युरेशन This method of producing thousands of plants through tissue culture is called micropropagation. Okay, so this method that we learned was micropropagation. Okay, and at the beginning I wrote tissue uh, culture, and at the side I wrote micropropagation. It doesn't only include micropropagation, but it also includes um, virus free plant growing and somatic hybridization. Okay, each of these plants will be identical. genetically identical to the original plant from which they were grown that is they are soma clones okay soma clones is an important point micropropagation gives soma clones many important food plants like tomato banana apple tomato banana apple have been produced on a commercial scale using this method try to visit a tissue culture laboratory with your tissue uh, teacher <laughs> to better understand uh, to better understand and appreciate this uh, these appreciate the process another important application of the method is the recovery of healthy plant from disease plant okay disease like a virus disease or something recovery this is the second part okay recovery of healthy plant from disease plant although the plant is infected with a virus um the meristem apical and axillary is free of virus okay so the if the bottom like the root is it has a tobacco root virus then the meristem or apical uh, and axillary meristem apical and axillary meristem it is free of virus hence one can remove the meristem and grow it in vitro to obtain virus free plant okay uh, somebody can grow the meristem in vitro in vitro is in a uh, test tube yeah right vitro yeah vivo is body okay in vitro to obtain virus free plant scientists have succeeded in culturing meristems of banana oh why don't i mark this shit um sugarcane and potato okay there there were examples like tomato banana apple you there examples like banana sugarcane potato okay i think that's important shit okay that was under virus free plants okay scientists have even isolated single cell from plants and after digesting their cell wall have been able to isolate naked protoplasm surrounded by by plasma membrane what is protoplasm removal of cell wall and the inside okay the outside is removed protoplasm is includes the cytoplasm and all isolate naked protoplasm surrounded by plasma membrane okay plasma membrane is still there okay, plants have a cell wall so cell wall is removed plasma membrane is still there isolated 
protoplasts from two different varieties of plants each having desirable characters can be fused to get hybrid protoplasts which can further be grown to form a new plant wow i'm so glad i can imagine all of this because ritu ma'am had explained this so well these hybrids are called somatic hybrids okay somatic hybrids those were soma clones okay these are hybrids clones are all same everything all the genetic material and all the same while the process is called somatic hybridization somatic meaning um the body okay okay i, I can clearly picture this okay the body hybrid okay somatic is that not genetic hybrid somatic hybrid imagine a situation where a protoplast of tomato is fused with that of a, pot- a potato okay so protoplast of a tomato fused with that of a potato and that, uh, they are grown to form new hybrid plants combining tomato and potato characteristics that's so gross well this has been achieved resulting in the forma- formation of pomato okay pomato unfortunately this plant did not have all the desired combination of characteristics for its commercial utilization okay so basically what we did uh, back there is uh, the part that is not infected in virus free plants okay part that is not infected the meristem is not infected that is grown in vitro to obtain virus free plants okay and in somatic hybridization what we did is uh, uh, removal of the cell wall and we obtain protoplast that is the inner part with the uh, plasma membrane plasma membrane is present and then they fused them the they fused the som- uh, somatic uh, parts i mean the body entire two bodies isolated protoplast okay fused the somatic uh, this fused a protoplast and uh, further grown into new plants these hybrids they are called somatic hybrids and the process is somatic hybridization okay an example is tomato and pot- potato protoplast which is 2n <gasps> this is important okay protoplast is 2n and this one's also protoplast 2n so fused 4n pomato 4n pomato is obtained and that is what was unfortunately did not have all the desired combination so was not used commercially okay peg polyethylene glycol i don't know ah okay this is used to maybe remove the cell wall okay fusion of adjacent plasma oh sorry sorry uh, P- it's not used uh, for removal of cell wall but for the fusion of adjacent plasma membrane any plasma membranes won't fuse right but polyethylene glycol is used to fuse adjacent plasma membrane oh we're done with such a big chapter i'm so glad you got this okay plant breeding traditional farming can only yield a limiting biomass as food for human and animals better management practices and increase in uh, average what acreage oh, i don't know can increase yield but only to a limited extent what is acreage okay so acreage is the area used for cultivating okay and increasing the acreage can increase yield but only to a limiting extent limited extent plant breeding um as a technology has helped increase yield to a very large extent who in india has not heard of green revolution which was responsible for our country to not merely meet the national requirements in food production but also helped us even to export it okay so father of green revolution was uh, ms swaminathan 
okay green revolution was de- uh, dependent to a large extent on plant breeding techniques for okay it was dependent on plant breeding techniques for development of high yielding and disease resistant varieties of wheat rice and maize i didn't know i thought it was just chemicals chemicals okay so it was dependent to a large extent on plant breeding techniques for development of high yield and disease resistant varieties in wheat rice maize etc what is plant breeding plant breeding is the purposeful manis- manipulation of plant species in order to create desired plant types that are better suited for cultivation give better yield and are disease resistant okay better suited for cultivation give better yield and are disease resistant conventional plant breeding has uh, conventional has been uh, practiced for thousands of years since the beginning of human uh, civilization the recorded evidence of plant breeding uh, dates back to 9000 to 11000 years ago okay said food oh my god <laughs> plant breeding it date ba- dates back to 9000 to 11000 do i have to remember this yes so 9000 to 11000 uh, years ago uh, many present day crops are the result of domestication in ancient times okay present day crop, uh, crops uh, domestication uh, they are result of domestication in ancient times today all our major food crops are derived from example the wild kale wild what what is it from which everything has arrived like cabbage cauliflower and all that thing. yeah that one, you know okay today all our major foods are derived from domesticated varieties classical plant breeding involves crossing or hybridization of pure lines followed by artificial selection to produce plants with desirable uh, traits of higher yield nutrition and resistance to disease resistance to disease okay so classical plant breeding it involves as well as classical plant breeding involves um uh crossing or hybridization meaning creation of hybrid by using pure lines okay followed by artificial selection to produce plants with desirable traits of higher yield nutrition resistance to diseases with advancements in genetics molecular biology and tissue culture advancement in genetics molecular biology and uh, tissue culture Plant breeding is now increasingly being carried out by using molecular genetic tool. Earlier it was classical plant breeding and now it is carried out by using molecular genetic um, tools. Okay, if we were to list the traits or characters that the breeders have tried to incorporate into uh, crop crop plants, the first we uh, would list the first we would list would be increased crop yield and improved quality. Okay? if we were to list the traits or characteristics that the breeders have tried to incorporate into crop plants the first we would list would be increased crop yield and improved quality okay increased crop yield and improved quality i get it increased crop yield improve improved quality okay increased tolerance to environmental stresses that is salinity extreme temperature and drought then resistance to pathogens okay fungi viruses bacteria and increased tolerance to insect pests would be on our list too you got to read this again on your own start
Plant breeding programs are carried out in a systematic way worldwide in government institutions and commercial companies. The main steps in breeding of the government institutions and commercial companies okay um, the main step in breeding a new genetic variety of a crop are collection of variability okay all this is not required actually but i'm reading it only okay don't pay much attention collection of variability genetic variability is the root of any um, breeding program in many crops pre-existing genetic variability is available from wild relatives of the crop collection and preservation of all the different wild varieties uh, species and relatives of the cultivated plant followed by the evaluation for the for their characteristics is a prerequisite for effective exploitation of natural genes uh, available in the population the entire collection of plants or seeds having all the diverse alleles for all the genes in a given crop is called the germplasm collection evaluation and selection of parents the germplasm is evaluated so as to identify plants with desirable combinations of characters the selected plants are multiplied and used in the process of hybridization Pure lines are created wherever desired and possible. Cross hybridization among the selected parents. Next, okay. Uh, the desired characters have very often to be combined from two different plants. Okay, parents. For example, high protein quality of one pl- uh, parent may be needed to be combined with the disease resistant from another parent. This is possible by cross hybridization. The two parents to produce hybrids that genetically combine the desired characters in one plant. Okay, this is possible by cross hybridization. Uh, the two parents to produce hybrids uh, that genetically combine the desired characters in one plant. Uh, one plant. This is a very time-consuming and tedious process since the pollen grains from the desirable plant chosen as male parent. have to be collected and okay which one is the tedious process the cross hybridization one okay among the selected parents this is a time consuming and the tedious process since the pollen grains from the desirable plant chosen as male plant have to be collected and placed on the stigma of the flower selected as female parent okay in chapter 2 uh, details on how to make crosses have been described chapter 2 is basically i think the plant one yeah uh, flowering yeah have been described also it is not necessary that the hybrids do combine the desirable characters usually only one in few hundreds to a thousand crosses show the desirable uh, combinations okay so usually only one in a few hundred to a thousand crosses show the desirable combinations okay okay that's why it's tedious also selection and testing of superior recombinants uh, this step consists of selecting among the progeny of the hybrids those plants that have the desired character combination the selection process is crucial okay to the success of breeding objective breeding objective and requires careful scientific evaluation of the progeny this step yields plants that are superior to both the parents okay very often more than one superior progeny plant may become available okay very often more than one superior progeny plant may be available these are self pollinated for several generations okay the superior plants they are self pollinated for several generation generations till they reach a state of uniform homozygosity this is important huh? they are self pollinated until they reach a uniform homozygosity so that the characters will not segregate in the progeny okay so the characters they no more segregate in the progeny 
the important genes they are no more new genes okay testing release and commercialization of new cultivars the newly selected lines are evaluated for their yield and other what agronomic traits they are tested okay evaluated traits of quality disease resistance etc this evaluation evaluation is done by growing these in research fields and recording their performance under ideal fertilizer application okay ideal fertilizer application ideal irrigation and other crop management practices the evaluation in research field is followed by testing the material in farmers field okay first it's in research field then in farmers field for at least 3 growing season at several okay so uh, first in research field then in uh, farmers field for 3 growing season at several locations in the country okay there are certain spots representing all the agro chemi- uh, climatic zones okay so there are different zones acha climate assumes that as zayani okay uh, where the crop is usually grown okay to find out where ideally grows i guess the material is evaluated in comparison to the best available crop cultivar the material is evaluated what material wait what wait are representing all the agroclimatic zones where the crop is usually grown the material is evaluated okay maybe the product okay is evaluated in um, comparison to the best available local crop cultivar okay so materials of mayapur superior plant it's um, uh eva uh, what it is compared with the best available local crop cultivar a check or refer- reference cultivar okay best available crops are by their local agrochemical uh, climatic zone there is overall compared to india is mainly an agricultural uh, country agriculture accounts for approximately 33% of india's gdp and employs nearly 62% of the population so gdp is uh, 32% and uh, employment is 62% okay after india's independence uh, one of the main challenges facing the country was that of producing enough food for the increasing population after the independence the main challenges that the country was facing was that of producing enough food for the increasing population as only limited land uh, limited land is fit for cultivation Okay, so uh, only a limited land in India, but it's really fit. Okay, like that, that kind of thing. Um, um as only limited land is fit for uh, cultivation, India has to strive to increase yields per unit area from existing farm land. Okay, the development of several high-yielding varieties of wheat, rice in the mid 1960s, as a result of various plant breeding techniques, led to dramatic increase in food production okay so development in 1960s okay of several high yielding varieties of wheat and rice okay led to the dramatic increase in food production in our country this phase is often referred to the green revolution okay 1960s and the green revolution phase 9.3 represents some indian hybrid crops of high yielding varieties so what are the crops um some indian high okay so maize See, you can see earlier there's short length then increasing length then there's wheat you have to remember the pictures it looks like wheat actually or rice whatever and then we have garden peas i think i can remember that oh okay so now we comes to the important part okay wheat and rice during the period 1960 to uh, 2000 wheat production increased from 11 million tons to 75 million tons okay while rice rice production it went up from 35 million tons 
to 89.5 million tons. This was due to the development of semi-dwarf varieties of wheat and rice. Okay, semi-dwarf varieties of wheat and rice were produced. Nobel uh, laureate Norman E. Borlong, an international center, an international center for wheat and maize, improved in Mexico, developed semi-dwarf variety of wheat. Okay, in Mexico, 1963, several varieties such as Sonalica and Kalyan Sona, which were high-yielding and disease-resistant, were introduced all over the wheat-growing belt of India. 1963. I have to remember this shit. Okay, you got you got this. Okay, wheat Sonalica and Kalyan Sona. Okay, okay, because because I, I need to. Say that now, okay. Um, disease resistant were introduced all over the wheat growing belt of India. Semi okay, all over the wheat growing belt of India, Sonalika and Kalyan Soni. Semi dog varieties of rice were derived from uh, IR8 developed at International Rice Research Institute. Okay, um, that is IRRI. Okay, you can remember this shit. Okay, IR8. Oh, that's why IR. Mm, shit. Okay, so IR, IRR I8. Philippines. Okay. And Taishung native one from Taiwan. The derivatives were introduced in 1966. Later, better yielding uh, semi um, dwarf varieties. In, that one was 1963. And this one was 1966. Later. Uh, yeah. 19, uh, later, better yielding semi dwarf varieties Jaya and Ratna. They seem like Gharki Nokrani. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. They do the rice thing, okay? They do all the cooking. They do all the cleaning. Okay. Jaya and Ratna were uh, developed in India. I'm gonna come out as such a dope person when I hear this after years. Stupid. Jaya and Ratna, they were developed in India, okay? Kalyan Sona and Sonalika, wheat, developed in India. Jaya and Ratna, developed in India. Okay. Sugarcane, Saccharum barberi, was originally grown in North India but had poor sugar content and yield. Tropical canes grown in South India, um, Saccharum officinarium, okay, officers. Um, North are the barbers. Oh, North are the barbers. I get it now, see, yeah. Um, not hair, okay, something to do with the head and barbers and bottom are the officers, okay, I can get with the barbers thing, okay, had thicker stems and higher sugar content but did not grow well in North India, okay, the south one did not grow well in North India, okay, office, right, so good, hmm. they had thicker stems and they had, they had higher sugar content, these two species were successfully crossed and also in North India there's better sugar growing conditions okay cross to get a uh, sugarcane varieties combining the desirable qualities okay, i learned that in 10th i guess these two species were successfully crossed to get sugarcane varieties combining the desirable qualities of high yield thick stem high sugar um, and ability to grow 
in the sugarcane areas of North India. Wow! So now this good sugarcane can be grown in North India. The good sugarcane meaning the one with high yield, thick stem, high sugar and ability to grow in North India. Okay, okay. Okay, so let's revise. Uh, yeah. Wheat is 11 um, million tons to 75 million tons, rice 35 million tons to 89.5 million tons. Uh, wheat, Sonalika and Kalyan Sona, uh, rice is Jaya and Ratna, North uh, Barberi, South Officinarum, Cream grows better in North India. Okay, next we come to Millets, Hybrid uh, Maize, Hybrid Maize, Jawar, Maize, Jawar, Bajra, Ragi, those are the ones. Okay, here what I was given is Maize, Jawar, Bajra, okay have been uh, successfully uh, developed in india hybrid breeding hybrid breeding have led to the development of several high yielding varieties resistant to water stress hybrid breed hybrid breeding have led to the development of several high yielding varieties high yielding varieties um, resistant to water stress okay they have to be resistant to water stress somehow i'm gonna do the next part in, in a while okay uh, until then like save crops from diseases we do hybridization we do mutation breeding we do breeding with wild relatives this is what is coming okay next we have plant breeding for disease resistance bye okay plant breeding for disease resistance um to save crop from diseases there's hybridization there's mutation breeding and there's breeding with uh, wild relatives. Okay, wide range of fungal, bacterial, and viral pathogens affect the yield of cultivated crop species, especially in tropical climates. Crop losses can be often significant, up to 20 to 30 percent, or sometimes even total. Okay, in this situation, breeding and development of cultivar resistant to disease enhances food production. Okay. Yeah. This also helps reduce the dependence on use of uh, fungicides and bactericides. Okay, what is the point? Uh, development of cultivars that is resist already resistant to disease. Okay, to enhance the food production. This also helps reduce the dependence on the f uh, use of fungicides and bactericides. Resistance of the host plant is the ability to prevent the pathogen from causing disease. So resistance of the host plant is the ability to prevent the pathogen okay uh, resistance is like preventing the pathogen from causing the disease and is determined by the genetic constitution of the host plant i didn't know this okay wait resistance it is the ability to prevent the pathogen from causing disease and it is determined by the genetic constitution of the host plant before breeding it is under uh, is undertaken it is important to note about the causative organisms and the mode of transmission okay before the breeding is undertaken uh, it is important to know about the causative organisms and the mode of transmission some of the diseases caused by fungi are rust example brown rust of wheat red rot of sugarcane and late blight of potato by oh i need to remember this Shit. okay some of the diseases that are caused by fungi okay they are rust for example brown rust of wheat wheat turns brown red rot of sugarcane sugarcane turns red and late blight of potato potato is too fat so it's late okay by bacteria uh, this black rot of crucifers oh wow this black rot of crucifers crucifers turn black 
then we have uh, viruses uh, there's tobacco mosaic and there's turnip mosaic okay viruses are only mosaic mosaic okay so yeah so fungi there's brown rust of wheat red rot of sugarcane and late blight of potato bacteria there's black rot of crucifers to viruses there's some tobacco mosaic and we have some turnip mosaic mosaic okay methods of breeding for uh, disease resistance so to save crop from diseases there's hybridization there's mutation breeding and there's breeding with wild relatives okay yeah uh, so methods of breeding for uh, rest, uh, disease resistance breeding is carried out by the conventional breeding technique described earlier or by mutation breeding okay so either the conventional breeding technique that was described earlier or my mutation breeding the conventional breeding uh, method the conventional method of breeding for disease resistance is that of hybridization and selection so the conventional old zoonotype chess um hybridization and then selection its uh, steps are essential uh, identical to those for breeding for any other agro nomic character such as high yield okay i need to read that again the conventional method of breeding for disease resistance is that of hybridization and then selection okay first hybridization then selection of the good ones its steps are essentially identical to those uh, for breeding for any other agronomic um, characters such as high yield okay now oh okay, okay we are doing here breeding for disease resistance okay it's the same as for high yield that's what it means okay yeah like hybridization selection all that okay then the various sequential steps are screening germplasm for resistance uh, sources okay screening the germplasm for resistance sources okay so the all the germplasm the entire germ you know what gen germplasm okay that is screened for the disease resistance plant then hybridization of selected plants whichever are good whichever are disease resistant they are resistant they are selected and hybridization is carried out selection and evaluation of the hybrid of course the good ones from the hybrid are selected and testing and release of new varieties testing of course they are, they are first uh, multiplied until the thing is fixed into the genome 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 yeah it's fixed the trait is fixed okay and testing and then release of new varieties some crop varieties bred by hybridization and selection for disease resistance to fungi bacteria and viral diseases are released okay some crops bred by hybridization and selection for disease resistance to fungi bacteria and viral diseases are down here okay first uh, crop we're doing is uh, wheat variety is hemgiri okay so the example that rizu ma'am said is like a mountain on the top it has wheat and on the way it has a leaf with stripe okay mm, so it's wheat hemgiri hem is mount ice on the mountain hemgiri leaf uh, the resistance to disease which disease it has resistance to is um uh leaf and stripe rust okay leaf and stripe rust you'll picture this you'll picture that image and heel heel bunt okay heel bunt okay fine okay mustard 
golden okay that's the next one shut up okay remember that pusa savani is an okra variety okra is brinjal i guess yeah right so you know it's a lady finger it's a lady finger for lady finger okay uh then we have brassica now whenever you your brassica you're gonna think of mustard okay brassica is mustard okay um of course mustard is golden so pusa swarnim swarnim karan rai i don't know how to remember that but karan is an actor i don't know karan rai then white rust okay dandruff in hair apply mustard oil okay um okay okay i get it okay so mustard golden and dandruff in hair apply mustard oil okay rai ka teel rai ka teel remember so brassica is mustard first of all then we have um, you get mustard golden so pusa swarnim and karan rai so rai ka teel uh, karan rai and then comes white rust white rust in the hair dandruff um, in the hair applied mustard oil okay done with the brassica thing cauliflower pusa shubra and pusa snowball okay both are related pusa pusa every way there is a pusa okay pusa savani is okra variety remember that though uh, okay so pusa shubra white pusa white cauliflower pusa snowball cauliflower uh, cauliflower k k1 okay then black rot and curl and blight black rot okay the white thing turns into a black thing so black rot and curl blight black rot okay cauliflower white snowball turns black and then we have cowpea cow can be uh, is comal and gets affected by bacteria okay so cowpea pusa comal and bacterial blight remember cow comal bacteria that's it okay chili we have uh, sada bahar okay chili pusa sada bahar chili mosaic virus and tobacco mosaic virus and all on uh, the chili part is entirely by uh, affected by viruses okay Ch- so chili sada bahar viruses leaf curl remember leaf curl okay um because yeah viruses uh, mainly cause leaf curl only okay so chili pusa sada bahar chili mosaic virus and tobacco mosaic virus and leaf curl i'm going to make a reminder to uh, revise this while i'm going to sleep okay yes for sure <sighs> okay uh save crops from diseases first when there is hybridization then is mutation breeding and then is breeding with wild relatives why am i reading it over and over again it's all right it's good it's good i'm good okay mm just breathe in out okay conventional breeding is often uh, constrained by the availability of limited number of disease resistant genes that are present and identified in various crop varieties of or wild relatives okay conventional breeding is often uh, constrained by the availability of the limited number of disease resistant genes that are present and identified in various uh, crop varieties or wild relatives okay Uh, less g uh, crop resistant uh, disease resistant gene okay less number of disease resistant gene okay inducing mutation in plants through diverse means and then uh, screening the plant material for resistance sometimes leads to desirable genes being identified okay so inducing mutations in plant through diverse means and then screening the plant for resistance sometimes leads to desirable genes being identified 
plants having these desirable genes can be then either multiplied directly or can be used in breeding okay they can be used in breeding or they can be multiplied directly and that plant only can be used other breeding methods that are used are selection among soma clonal variants and genetic engineering other breeding methods well, what okay this is, i won't remember this i guess but try to okay so other breeding methods are selection amongst soma clonal variants um, and genetic engineering okay genetic engineering is good to me then we come to mutation breed okay first read that no germplasm with disease resistance is available no germplasm with disease resistance is available i've put it in bracket in a bracket today but then we come to mutation breeding second one right to save crops from diseases okay uh, mutation is a process by which genetic variations are created through changes in the base sequence within genes okay um, there there's a, a variation created through changes in the base sequence within genes resulting in creation of a new character or trait not found in the parental type okay so there's a base sequence is uh, um changed genetic variation is created in the base sequence within the genes resulting in creation of new character or trait not found in the parental type actually not found in any of the, its generations probably like it's induced right uh it is pro- uh, possible to induce mutations artificially through use of chemicals or radiations like gamma radiations and selecting and using the plants uh that have desirable characters as a source in breeding that is called mutation breeding beta uh read the last line again it is possible to induce mutation artificially through use of chemicals or um that is one thing induce artificially by using chemicals or radiations like gamma radiations and selecting and using the plants that have the desirable characters as a source in breed so there is no two methods or anything it's just one method inducing mutations artificially through use of chemicals or radiations like gamma radiations and selecting then then uh, first is inducing then selecting and then is using the plants that have the desirable characters as a source in breeding so the one that has a desirable character use it in breeding okay this process is called mutation breeding in moong bean resistance to yellow mosaic virus and powdery mildew were induced by mutation i never really knew about this before reading actually so um there are some back there there are some um in yeah there are some diseases that were given those are the examples you all remember uh then there were um, this that was the stable you got to remember and now comes this which is under mutation breeding okay read again and moong bean resistance to yellow mosaic virus virus okay and powdery mildew were induced by mutation so resistance was induced by mutation all that resistance was induced by was induced by Okay, so among that yellow mosaic virus, powdery powdery mildew. Okay, several wild relatives of different cultivated species of plants have been shown to have certain resistance uh, resistant characters, but have very low yield. 
Hence, there is a need to induce the resistance gene into high yielding cultivated varieties. Wow, that's a good, mm, ooh, that's a good brain cell. The one who like directly understood in the first read. <laughs> okay, so, um, so hence there is a need to induce the resistance genes into the uh, high yielding cultivated variety. Okay, resistance gene into the high yielding cultivated varieties. Um, why am I taking off such a long break? Um, why am I taking off such a long uh, break? Oh wow, your English is screwed. Okay, so induce the re resistance gene into high yielding cultivated varieties. Resistance to yellow mosaic virus. Okay, this is done, right? Uh, inducing the resistant genes from wild varieties into uh, high yielding varieties. Okay, see, uh, wild ones, uh, they have the resistant gene, but they are not high yielding. And the new ones, they are um, high yielding, but do not have the resistant gene. So, hybridize them both. Okay, so... So the third one to save crops from diseases was breeding with wild relatives. Okay, that that was yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, so uh, this is done. So resistance to yellow mosaic virus. There were Mungdal also had a virus. This one also has a virus. Yellow mosaic virus in Bendi, Okra. Okra is um, Pusa Savani. <laughs> okay, Bendi. In a new variety of uh, in a new variety of A. Esculentus called Parbhani Kranti. What is this? Sorry, oh, I messed up. It's alright though. Uh, resistance to yellow mosaic virus in Bindi. Scientific name Abel Moscus Esculentus was transferred uh, from wild species and resulted in a new variety Abel Moscus Abel Moscus Esculentus. Okay. Wait, what? It's the same thing. Called Parbhani Kanti. So the, um, it was transferred from, okay, so the resistance to yellow mosaic virus in Bhindi. Bhindi. Okay, the Bhindi, Bhindi is, uh, yeah, Abel Moscus Esculentus. Uh, was transferred from wild species and resulted in a new variety that is the same thing called Parbhanti Kranti. Okay, so Bindi, uh, Bindi, Bindi is a uh, uh, resistance to yellow mosaic virus was transferred to look at the side thing wherein the arrow, put, arrow thing is put. Okay, so Bindi to Parbhani Kanti. So Bindi is a wild variety, remember that way, and Parbhani Kanti is the modified variety. All the above examples involve sources of resistance. Um, the genes that are in the same crop species which has to be bred for disease resistance okay so all these that we read the three things the hybridization mutation breeding and breeding with wild relatives uh, all the above examples involve sources involved uh, sources of resistance genes that are in the same crop species which has to be bred for disease resistance or in a related wild species okay Transfer of a uh, resistant gene is achieved by uh, sexual hybridization between the target and the source plant followed by selection. 
Why is this so disgusting? All the above examples um, involve sources of resistance genes that are in the same crop species. Okay, they are in the same crop species, uh, which has to be bred for disease resistance. Okay, or in related wild species. Transfer of resistant gene is achieved by sexual hybridization between the target and the source plant followed by selection. So first hybridization, then we come to selection. Okay, now we come to plant breeding for developing resistance to insect pests. Other major cause for large scale that was what disease resistance by microbes. Okay, this one is insect pest. <coughs> insect pests. Uh, another major cause for large scale destruction of crop plants and plant produce is insects and pest infestation. Insect resistance in host crop plants may be due to morphological, biochemical, or physiological characteristics. Okay, insect resistance. Insect resistance in hope, uh, host crop plants. Sometimes they have it. We do morphological, biological, uh, biochemical, or physiological characters. Hairy leaves in several plants are associated with resistance to insect pests. Okay, hairy leaves um, in several plants they are associated with resistance to insect pests. Example: resistance to jacids in cotton and cereal leaf beetle in wheat. Okay, hairy leaves, jacids in cotton, cereal leaf beetle in wheat. In wheat, solid stem leads to non-preference by stem softly and smooth-leaved and nectarless cotton varieties. Do not attract ballworm. Okay. In wheat, solid stem lead to non-preference by stem soft fly. Okay. And smooth-leaved and nectarless cotton varieties. Do not attract ballworm. Smooth leaves and nectarless. I need to write this down. Okay. I'll do it uh, soon. Uh, high aspartic acid, low nitrogen, and sugar content is in maize leads to resistance to maize stem borers. Okay, so read it all again. Um, hairy leaves in several plants, they are associated with resistance to insect pests. Example, resistance to jacids in cotton and leaves, uh, cereal leaf beetle in wheat. Okay, uh, yeah. Then we have... Uh, in wheat, um, solid stem leads to non-preference uh, by the stem soft lie and then the smooth leaved and nectarless cotton varieties uh, do not attract ballworms. High aspartic acid, low nitrogen and sugar content in maize leads to resistance to maize stem borers. Okay, so I just wrote this down so that I could read it. Um, hairy leaf, jacids, cotton. Cereal leaf beetle, wheat. Okay, solid stem, stem softly in wheat. Smooth leaf and nectarless is ballworm for cotton. And high aspartic acid, low nitrogen and low sugar. Uh, maize stem borers for maize. Breeding methods for insect pest resistance involve the same steps as those for any other agronomic trait such as yield of quality and are uh, as discussed earlier breeding methods same thing you know that okay um yeah hybridization and selection all that um then
sources of resistance gene may be cultivated um, varieties germplasm collection of this crop or wild variety sources of resistance gene may be cultivated varieties uh, germplasm collection of the crop or wild relatives some released crop varieties bred by hybridization and selection um, for insect resistance are given below so crop is brassica that is rapeseed mustard pusa gaurav and insect pest is afir will i remember this i don't know i will okay i will flat bean is pusa sem why did i erase all of that stupid i've been so stupid okay so brassica pusa gaurav afir okay flat bean pusa sem 2 pusa sem 3 jasir afir and fruit borers okra bhindi is pusa samani wow that was already given <laughs> okay that's the deja vu song by or olivia rodrix okay okra bhindi um, pusa samani and pusa a4 a4 paper and shoot and fruit borders well i remember that okay so next we come to um plant breeding for improved food quality okay that one was insect pest this one is let's just read those examples again do you read them you read them pass now and plant breeding for improved quality more than 840 million people in the world do not have adequate food to meet their daily food and nutrition requirement okay they don't have an adequate food amount to meet their daily food, uh, nutritional requirement okay so they want nutrition more than they want food okay a far greater number uh, 3 billion people suffer from micronutrient protein and vitamin deficiency your micronutrient protein and vitamin micronutrient protein and vitamin or hidden hunger see they get food but the nutrients aren't enough in it because they cannot afford to buy enough fruit vegetables legumes fish and meat fruit vegetables legumes fish and meat diets lacking essential micronutrients particularly iron vitamin a iodine and zinc increase the risk for we increase okay yeah diet that is lacking okay in micronutrients particularly iron vitamin a iron zinc uh, increase the risk for diseases reduce lifespan and reduce mental abilities mhm reduce uh, lifespan reduce mental abilities and increase the risk of diseases biofortification that is breeding crops with higher levels of vitamins and minerals uh breeding crops with higher levels of vitamins and minerals or higher protein and healthier fats okay higher protein and healthier fats is the most practical means to improve public health okay so that is the most practical means to improve public health uh breeding for improved nutritional quality is undertaken with the objective of improving protein content and quality oil content and quality vitamin content um and micronutrient and mineral content so first is protein content and quality wait protein oil Uh, vitamin and micronutrients and mineral content okay let's just um uh, oh okay so more people are facing a problem with um, hidden hunger than with just hunger okay 
so they need nutrient requirement that is they need micronutrients they need proteins they need vitamins and they need fruit which veg, uh, vegetables legumes fish and meat and micronutrients like iron vitamin a iodine zinc biofortification is the breeding cross with high levels of vitamins and minerals of or high proteins and high uh, healthy fats is the most practical means to improve public health um, so what do you want to improve what do we want to improve breeding for improved nutritional quality is undertaken with the objective of improving protein blah blah blah, blah. oil that same thing uh, vitamin and micronutrient and mineral content in uh, 2000 uh, the year is 2000 i like it i like it uh maize hybrids that had twice the amount of amino acids lysine and tri- tryptophan okay so in 2000 maize hybrids maize hybrids that had twice the amount of amino acids which amino acids lysine and tryptophan compared to existing maize uh, hybrids were developed wheat variety at least 66 have in a high protein content has been used as donor for improving uh, cultivated wheat um it is a donor for what is it has been used as a donor for improving cultivated wheat it has been possible to develop an iron fortified rice variety containing over five times okay so uh again i'm reading it again i'm sorry okay so in 2000 maize hybrids that had twice the amount of amino acids lysine and tryptophan compared to the existing maize hybrids were developed wheat variety at plus 66 having a high protein content has been used as a donor for improving cultivated wheat it is a donor for improving cultivated wheat it has been possible to develop an iron fortified rice variety containing over five times as much iron as is as in as in commonly consumed varieties okay so the three things in 2000 maize hybrids had twice the amount of amino acid lysine and tryptophan okay as compared to the existing yeah. uh then wheat variety atlas 66 is uh, a donor Uh, having high protein content high protein content okay um has been used as a donor for improving cultivated wheat it has been possible to develop an iron fortified rice variety which had five times the iron content high iron fortified rice variety five times the iron content okay what is that protein and shakti maybe that is the okay i get it i'll, I'll look it up okay so protein and shakti variety is the variety of maize that had been developed okay uh huh yeah i get it protein and shakti okay proteins basically lysine and tryptophan are also amino acids itself okay uh, so um, the iron fortified rice variety had five times as much iron as consumed uh, commonly consumed variety the indian agricultural research institute at new delhi iari okay indian agricultural research institute at delhi new delhi has also released several vegetable crops that are rich in vitamins and minerals example vitamin enriched carrots spinach and pumpkin i got to write this down vitamin enriched carrots vitamin a enriched carrots spinach and pumpkin vitamin c enriched bitter corn batua and mustard and tomato iron and calcium enriched spinach and batua and protein enriched uh, beans broad lablab french and garden peas can you read that again okay um So I A R I New Delhi has also released several vegetable crops that are rich in vitamins and minerals. Vitamin A enriched carrot, spinach, pumpkin. Vitamin C enriched bitter corn, batua, mustard, and tomato. Iron and calcium enriched spinach and batua, and also protein enriched beans like broad, 
sorry, broad, lub lub, French and garden bees. Okay. Yeah. 